0: Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.
2: The biggest breaking news stories, an outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio.
0: Good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for your company. Very much appreciate you joining me at 6.34 on a beautiful sunny morning. It's already warm out there, folks. Uh, Got a very hot day ahead for most of the country and... uh, I was going to say it feels unseasonal because it's June. It's not seasonal. We should be having this sort of weather. We're just not used to it after all that plummeting rain we've had for so long. Uh, in just a couple of moments, we're going to be joined by the Education Secretary, Gavin Williamson. Uh, first up there, Emma Revels here. She's Head of Public Affairs at the Institute of Economic Affairs. And uh, normally, Emma, we get time to have a nice long chat at this point, but I shall rudely interrupt you uh, when we get uh, the Cabinet Minister on the line. Um, but uh, zero Covid deaths is what an awful lot of people are focusing on today. Lots of the front page headlines saying uh,
1: the mail, zero deaths, nothing to fear from freedom. Do you agree? I think it's incredibly positive that we've recorded uh, no COVID deaths. Obviously, that's fantastic news. It's likely that there will be some today and in subsequent days um, because of, you know, the the lag in reporting over the long weekend. But it's still incredibly good news. And and if anything, you know, it it does sort of um, make make even stronger the case for getting rid of the restrictions. Towards
0: the end of the month, I, I am absolutely blown away on a daily basis by the willingness of everyone to see, uh, you know, a, a bad news in in any statistic whatsoever. Um, I mean, we say we, we, we zero COVID deaths. Um, We we also know that we, you know, we are. Yes, I know we've got the Indian variant, and I know we need to have two jabs to be uh, uh, more safe from the Indian variant rather than uh, the one jab. But even in Bolton, forty-two COVID patients in hospital yesterday. No new admissions. One person actually left. Uh, it's younger people getting infected. That's what the director of public health in Bolton has. Said they're not sort of desperately ill people in their 80s who are coming in who are very likely to succumb to the virus. They're coming in for a few days, a bit of extra treatment, oxygen, and the like. Uh, we've got the extraordinary rollout of the sec- of the vaccine, including second doses. Um, I mean, the total number of people in English hospitals right now o- occupying patients who have COVID, not not mean have I've been infected with COVID. Some of them may well have caught it in hospital, as we know, large numbers do in hospitals. But the total beds in English hospitals occupied by patients with COVID yesterday was 776. And, and and that was down from 742 five days earlier. I mean, what's not like, I, I do just fear that we are still going for this uh, this sort of unofficial, um, pushed by the PubSage and, and the likes and, uh, and, and indeed the many mainstream media outlets, zero Covid policy that, oh, well, there'll be deaths rising in the future. Yes, there will. And there'll be deaths in the autumn and in the winter. And we'll have them every year. Uh, but that's not an argument to come out of lockdown.
1: The whole point of the incredibly successful vaccine rollout is to minimise the impact of COVID. No one ever said that the vaccine was going to eliminate COVID. It was going to make it more possible to live with if you did get it and less easy to spread about. And all of the figures show that that is happening you know, for for every variant, it, it is, it is, um, if vaccinated people are, are not passing it on, and if they are, they are not suffering as much as, as they would have done previous to the vaccine. So, you know, as long as the vaccine rollout continues apace, then, you know, I see no reason to, to slow things down, because it is having the effect that we thought it would. I mean, and, and that is the key thing, isn't it? All this pressure from Nicola
0: Sturgeon. She's announced yesterday a slowing down of the lockdown easing in Scotland. Um, Glasgow moves from level three to level two um, as so a bit more freedoms. Uh, but the rest of the country is supposed to move to level one. 18 local authorities do, but not all of them from next Monday. Everyone's saying, well, this is putting pressure on Boris Johnson uh, to, to slow his easing. But anyway, we shall see uh, whether or not that uh, does have that. Indeed, Emma Revel, uh, we'll leave you for a moment and we'll put some of those questions to my next guest this morning, uh, Education Secretary Gavin Williamson, who joins us bright and early on this beautiful sunny Wednesday. Good morning to you. Good morning, Julia. Uh, thank you very much indeed for joining us so early. Um, I mean, we just uh, uh, before we get into the education topic, uh, which obviously we're talking about, uh, I- I'm sure you'll be delighted uh, by those latest uh, COVID figures. Zero COVID deaths recorded across the UK yesterday. Lots of people are saying that this, all oh, well, this bodes well for the 21st of June, does it?
2: Uh, it's It's so promising to see those figures, but we mustn't be complacent. It does show how the vaccine is uh, really working and having a real impact in terms of actually keeping us all safe. But we ask people just to continue to remain cautious and make sure that they get their two jabs as rapidly as possible. Uh, We've got to keep moving forward, uh, but if we continue to take this approach, uh, I would hope to see uh, us being able to unlock the whole country fully.
0: Okay, um, we shall we shall keep our fingers crossed. Uh, let's talk about uh, how we're going to be dealing with uh, one of the big fallouts of lockdown, which was the uh, decisions to close schools in the first lockdown and uh, in the third lockdown, which of course has had a devastating impact. You and I've spoken about it many times on uh, on pupils. Uh, you're announcing today a major expansion of the tutoring uh, of uh, extra tutoring of pupils for them to catch up. What does it involve, and how much is it costing? Well,
2: it's costing a complete total of uh, 1.4 billion pounds what we're looking is 100 million tutoring hours for children and young people across England Uh, we're also making a big investment in terms of teacher quality and uh, those who are working in early year settings I think we've seen some of our youngest children be really impacted by this pandemic as well and it continues to build on what we've been doing Uh, you know we're delivering a tutoring revolution Uh, tutoring really does work it has an incredibly positive impact in terms of children being able to catch up. So uh, we're wanting to expand it to more.
0: Um, I mean, 100 million tutoring hours sounds like an awful lot, but with almost 8.9 million pupils in England in primary and secondary state schools, um, we're looking at about an average of 11 hours per pupil, which isn't very much, is it? It's a couple of school days. Well, it's,
2: it's looking at 15 sessions per Uh, per child that's taking it up we're looking at delivering that up to six million children Uh, those children who've been most disadvantaged by us and teachers are obviously in the best place in order to be able to look at who who needs that targeted support but it goes and builds on interventions that we've already made as amount of 1.7 billion pounds so there's a significant expansion in what we're doing but actually the evidence goes to show um, on average you know children may be fallen up to two months behind and actually these types of intervention a series of 15 sessions can deliver a up to three to five, uh, three to five months catch-up, which is of real significance to all children.
0: It's that intense one-to-one tutoring that can really make the difference. I, I understand that. And yet, I mean, you say on average two months behind. That's because some kids haven't fallen very much behind, who've, who've had a, a decent education throughout. But many other children would have fallen many more months behind than even the school they've missed because, of course, a long period out of school without any lessons, out, no engagement, parents maybe un, unable or unwilling to engage with them. They've, they've really going to lag behind. Is this is going to be aimed at the kids who have most you, you say six million children who've most lost out and and, the, and other kids who who've, who've lost out less relatively are going to get uh, no less no extra tutoring or just less less tutoring because across the board even the brightest pupils who have had you know zoom lessons throughout they've still fallen behind they've still not learned as much as they as they were supposed to have learned in the last year
2: well that's why just a few months ago we announced uh you know 700 million pound package of of extra funding and extra support in order to be able to help all children make sure that schools whether they're primary schools or secondary schools are able to put provision for all children right across the year in place but we do recognize that tutoring has a big impact and is it's right that you know we're looking at creating uh, an extra six to six million tutoring places as a result of this package so there is the ability for schools to to be able to look at uh, ensuring that a very broad range of pupils are able to benefit from this. And we've always seen it. Sometimes, um, you know, those um, you know, families, if they've been able to have that disposable income, um, have always recognised that tutoring delivers a real benefit for children, uh, gives a real advantage, and that's why we want to be able to expand that. Well, uh, are so there enough tutors to go around?
0: I mean, I mean, you yes. know, around my way the, the parents who spend a fortune on this and sort of stuff, you're looking at, you know, minimum 50 pounds an hour. Um, are there going to be enough tutors to go around the state system if they can earn huge sums in the private sector?
2: Well, this, this is why we've actually uh, looked at how we can open up the system even more. So there's actually uh, schools are able to develop their, their own tutors within the school setting. We've got the National Tutoring Pro- Programme, which has been uh, very successful in terms of signing up almost a quarter of a million uh, young people uh, onto the National Tutoring Programme, but schools will be able to develop their own resource within the school to be able okay. to deliver yeah. it locally. And that might be teachers deciding to do an extra few hours. It might be uh, extra resources that those schools are able to bring in. So it's giving those schools that extra bit of flexibility. Look,
0: a lot of people are going to be welcoming this, but just say, look, it isn't really enough. It doesn't touch the size of, of what children lost out on in the last year. Um, a leak of the report by the Government's Education Recovery are. Sir Kevin Collins uh, suggested we need 100 extra hours of schooling for children each year from 2022, a minimum 35 hour week and extra tutoring as well. But his his uh, his bill for all of this is the 15 billion pound mark, not the 1.4 billion you've 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 got. Um, by all accounts, Boris Johnson, well, number 10 and number 11, reducing out the chancellor, refusing to uh, uh, pay that bill. You haven't actually got as much money given to you to pay for this as you want, have you?
2: Well, we've seen over the last um, less than 12 months, we've seen £3.1 billion committed to it. But what we're doing is we're doing a review because I think, Julia, I, I'm not sure about you, but I don't think it's right when I see schools uh, emptying out at 2.45 in the afternoon. And I do think there's a real benefit. to Schools do that? Oh, the, there's schools uh, that do I, that? I, I, I'm afraid, Julia, there are schools that do that. Uh, there's too many schools. There's empty out at. Uh, why are they allowed uh, to do that
0: then? Why don't we? I mean, I mean, well, why? 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 Why do? Why, why do you put up with that? Why do parents put up with that?
2: Well, this, this is what we're looking at because it's actually not just purely about the academic. It's also about the enrichment that we can put around the school day. It's about actually all those other things that children benefit from, whether it's for clubs and activities. And actually what we're doing is we're doing a, a review as to how, this, uh, how measures could be implemented in terms of actually delivering the very best uh, in terms of a school day, uh, what are the right times uh, for children to be in school, uh, not just in terms of primary school and secondary school, but also in post-16 as well? So I think it's right to be actually having a look at this, because actually as we uh, work up towards spending review, it's really important that we actually... Um, have the very best evidence to justify as to what interventions are going to deliver the most for children. Okay. That's what we're currently looking at. Um,
0: just finally, um when you look going back to the tutoring and all the extra money that's uh, that is there. And again, lots of people saying, and I would say not not enough doesn't touch the sides of this. And this is a this is a this is a, a an investment set of money. We, we we will be reaping the benefits of spending more right now in terms of the future. But in terms of catch up for children aged sixteen to nineteen, so the A level group, um, the total sum of money actually that's been Put towards for them is two hundred million pounds, which is the same as the bill for the new royal yacht Britannia, um, for which the government has happily found money. Um, does the government have its priorities straight?
2: Well, what the government's been doing is over the last last, last twelve months have been investing three point one billion pounds into uh, children in terms of catch up. That's on top of a fourteen point four billion pounds invested in schools. And and actually a big yacht instead of helping
0: right? kids catch up.
2: Uh, Well, uh, the government is absolutely committed. This is why we're pursuing pursuing schemes that really deliver a difference. And that difference is tutoring, it's driving up the quality of teaching, not just new teachers, but also existing teachers, supporting them in their career development. These are things that are proven to work. And I, I think that a lot of parents will be incredibly excited about the fact that their children are going to be benefiting from small group tuition because it delivers results.
0: All right. Well, we will we will hope that it does because my god our children need it. Gavin Williamson education secretary, thank you so much.
2: For the listening. Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer. Like, what Talk you heard Radio. Him, subscribe
0: and give me a good review and don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast show every weekday from 6:30 until 10.